With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This isn't it. This is not the goal. Never has been. Ideally, never will be. And at the same time, my goodness, what a thing it has become. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Penguins beat the Capitals 5-4 to in overtime last night on a Jake Gensel goal that washed away what really would have been a bitter taste to have Tom Wilson tie for the Capitals late in regulation had Washington managed to pull that out, especially with the Caps not having Alexander Ovechkin or John Carlson. You want to take care of those situations. You want to take care of business. The Penguins did that, and the Penguins have been doing that for a decade and a half now. Fifteen consecutive years of qualifying for the Stanley Cup playoffs. A longer streak than any team in any professional sport. And Sometimes when we say that, you just think reflexively of the big four. NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. I'm talking about any sport in North America, anywhere. The Penguins are at the top with 15. The Seattle Sounders of MLS are at 12. The Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA are at 10. The Dodgers in baseball are tied with the NBA's Houston Rockets with 8. Kansas City Chiefs lead the way in the NFL with 6. And yes, there are different contexts to all of these. The NHL has more playoff participants than most of these leagues, although they and the NBA have the same number at 16. The other leagues have moved toward expanding playoffs, including the ones that people I think thought never would in the NFL and Major League Baseball. And, and, and they've done that, and it you still have one team that's comfortably at the top of this list. And that's one thing. But the other thing in this is that this was supposed to be the year it didn't work out. Remember? Remember going into this season, the East Division was so strong. The Flyers were considered to be one of the favorites and were listed at number one in a lot of preseason predictions to take this division. The Flyers, who last night were eliminated, leading to the widespread redistribution of the best meme on Twitter, which is the one where the the two white gloves guys are carrying the Flyers golf bag out onto the ice instead of the Stanley Cup. 
beautiful, beautiful stuff. Just brings it, brings a tear to your eye. Flyers are out. The Capitals, they might be my preferred matchup for the playoffs. Not that anybody gets to pick. I don't feel like their lack of speed would help them exactly in a best of seven against Pittsburgh. Penguins would probably be able to wear them down and wear down the unknown commodity that is their goaltending over that time. But the Capitals were supposed to be one of those teams that kind of pushed Pittsburgh off the edge, and that didn't happen. The Islanders were supposed to be another team that pushed the Penguins off the edge. Didn't happen. They'll make it, too. They're good, too. But the Penguins went 6-2 and two against them, which was a very, very, very big component to the Penguins being where they are currently in the standings. The Bruins gave the Penguins a lot of trouble, 5-3 and three against them. Held them down defensively, including just the other day. But the Penguins didn't get pushed out by them. The Rangers and the Devils were the, especially the Rangers, were the team that were supposed to be like on the rise and they were going to be the one wild card that you couldn't predict. They were going to, you know, Alexi Lafreniere and, and Capo Caco and these other guys, uh, these you know, Adam Fox, the defenseman that they have, the young goaltenders, and added on to Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad and everything. And it was supposed to be, and they did end up being kind of a fun team to watch and all that other stuff and occasionally would score a ton of goals. Didn't push the Penguins out. The Devils have a bunch of young players, young, talented players, not to the degree that the Rangers do, but they have some. They could have risen up, didn't. I even, and I'm going to find this for you because you're not going to believe me, but I even saw predictions that Buffalo would be up there because the Sabres went out and spent all kinds of money and added you know, Taylor Hall and these other guys, and this was it. The Sabres were sick of losing, and they were going to, and they ended up being a complete disaster. The Penguins weren't. The Penguins just kept on being the Penguins. And you can be that type who says, well, they have Sidney Crosby and they have Evgeny Malkin through this entire time. Of course they're going to make the playoffs. Of course they are. And I'll chime into that. Sure, they should. They absolutely should. Except that things go wrong, including significant injuries at different points in their careers to one or both of Crosby and Malkin. Things go wrong. The Penguins have had all kinds of issues with injuries. The past 10 years, no team and the NHL has lost more man games than the Penguins have. And they're the ones who continue to make the playoffs year after year. Where do you put the credit for that? Where do you begin to put the credit for that? They've had multiple general managers. Heck, they've had multiple general managers this season alone. They've had multiple head coaches. They've won multiple Stanley Cups with multiple general managers and multiple coaches, never mind the playoff appearances. 
Do you go all the way to the top? Do you give it to Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle? Sure, I guess that'd be fair. They have to create that winning culture. They have to foster it. They have to support it. They have to pay for it. In the case of making sure that the team can spend all the way to the cap following a, a year lost to the pandemic. The credit goes all the way through. But it's real. And I really, honestly, I don't feel like it should be dismissed. Here's what Jay Gensel had to say in D.C. last night after the game that, that might sum this up pretty nicely. Yeah, it's a start. It's what we um, we wanted to do at the beginning of the year, getting the playoffs. And, you know, our division is tough. So um, got our first step there. And, and now we just got to keep keep grinding these last um, five games, see where we can finish up in the in the division here. Doesn't seem all that much moved by it, does he? <laughs> no, it's just another thing. It's just another stop on the road to the next stop. But that's also part of the culture. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over two hundred bucks. Fubo TV is just sixty-five bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT and T, Sportsnet. Pittsburgh. Right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this podcast a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by visiting FuboTV.com slash DK. No contracts, cancel any time, no catch to any of this. Go to FuboTV.com slash DK for 15% off your first month. These things aren't easy to quantify. Even uh, you know, for people like me and others who, who've been around the team for these years or going back even further, where you try to put your finger on what it is that causes a team to win year after year after year after year. It's not something that's jumping out at you. It's not something that's super obvious. But there is a work ethic. There's a passion that's exhibited. But more than anything, there's a pride. Can I give you a, a kind of an off-the-wall example of this? I want to talk about my friend Phil Bork, who I, I work with uh, on the 11 on the Ice show for WPXI. He's my partner on that program. And I, I get to see the old 2-9er Outside of that realm as well. I see him when he's watching practices. I see him when he's watching skates. I see him to an extent when he's broadcasting the games as the color commentator. This man suited up for the Penguins a long time ago. Not to date not to date the man, okay? I kinda like him, but it was it was a while ago that he played. And he's never let it go. He never stops being passionate about the Penguins. Why? They're family to him. He ended up going and playing for other teams, if you'll recall. Rangers, Senators. And he's still a Penguin. He's a Penguin for life. And he's got company. He's got all kinds of company. People that pass through, not in coronavirus times, but in normal times, who pass through that building, who will know pretty much everyone they see. From Reg cooking the meals, and she's been cooking the meals 
down in the uh, in the media lounge since Civic Arena days. To the security guards, to the ushers, to whoever, everybody's made to feel like part of the family. And they get super defensive and super protective about everything that relates to the family. And they get emotional, both toward the good and the bad. And that is constantly in the air in that place. I don't know of a better, clearer way to share this with you. It's just the way the place is built. Sure, I'm not avoiding the two elephants in the room here, okay? Crosby and Malkin are the main reasons for this. They really are. And a day is going to come when the Penguins don't miss the playoffs, and I'm going to guess right now that that day will coincide with one or both of them not being around anymore. So it's not all that magical, mystical aura stuff, but it's there. It's definitely there. There's a reason that players, talented players, have come to Pittsburgh from other teams for a very, very long time now. Most recently, my goodness, Kasperi Kapanen's starting to look pretty special. Huh? How about both of those goals last night? That is one terrific talent, and maybe, just maybe, the Maple Leafs had the wrong guy bumped from their top six. But he comes here, and he emerges the same way Phil Kessel did, the same way Alexei Kovalev did, the same way Robert Lang did. Players been doing this forever in Pittsburgh. Why? I don't know. I don't have the answer super specifically, but I do know that this team having all this success for this remarkable period of time isn't an accident. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And in turn, we hope that you're committed to helping them in this ongoing battle through this ongoing pandemic. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how your $1 translates into five meals for those in need. $1 equals five meals. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Question comes from Alex Mesmer, who asks, So, I have a maybe dumb question. (laughs) Not a great way to start, Alex. The Penguins technically didn't qualify for the playoffs last year and weren't in the last four rounds of the top 16 teams. Does that still count as clinching a playoff berth? The ultimate arbiter of this, Alex, is the National Hockey League. And as we've seen in the past week in Major League Baseball with the big dust-up over whether or not the Diamondbacks' Madison Bumgarner should be fully credited with a no-hitter even though he pitched it 
in a seven-inning game because they now have seven-inning doubleheaders, and Major League Baseball got all defensive about it, and Elias Sports Bureau, which is their statistical manager, got all defensive about it, and everybody was angry about it. It's a seven-inning game. He pitched a seven-inning no-hitter. Why shouldn't it be a no-hitter? You're the one that made it a seven-inning game. Well, the NHL has their own statistical and historical arbiters. And some of those are within the league, and some are with Elias. And they made the decision that the Penguins made the playoffs. Remember that even though there was technically a a play-in round, and that's what the Penguins and Canadians were participating in, the Penguins were comfortably within the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference and would have made the playoffs under ordinary circumstances. So imagine the reverse, Alex. Let's put it that way. Imagine if the NHL had said, well, no, you know, these other teams that never, ever would have come within a million years of the playoffs, meaning the Canadians, the Rangers, and the other ones in the West, they got thrown in because of this global pandemic, this worldwide emergency, and the Penguins, who absolutely unequivocally would have qualified under the pre-pandemic rules that the season began with, were now going to be thrown out of the playoffs because they lost in a best-of-five play-in. Plain and simple, their view afterward, and it had to be afterward, was that the play-ins counted, that those teams made the playoffs. Now, this only ended up becoming more convoluted whenever teams like the Rangers not only were gifted playoff spots, but also were gifted spots in the lottery. And then the Rangers, of course, win it and get Alexi Lafreniere, and everyone is really mad, especially in Detroit and Ottawa. Look, Alex, you've heard the term unprecedented probably as many billions of times as I have over the last 14 months. All of this was unprecedented. The Penguins absolutely, unequivocally, to use those terms again, would have qualified for the playoffs in the conventional sense and in the sense that had been scripted before the 2019-20 season started. So I feel like the league was absolutely right to count, and they do, that year as a playoff qualifier. I appreciate the question, Alex. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins all week long. We'll be back with another one on Monday. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. 
visit projectchildsafe.org.